It's Alum Group's Andrea Lay, Packview's Melissa Burdick, special guest Jackie Donowski from Flywheel, and I'm PVSB, also from Flywheel. Before we get to the CPG Guys episode you've downloaded, it's the week of May 13th, and it's time for the Fresh Four. Four curated news stories from the past week. We find them polyhistorically intriguing. We hope you do too. They're brought to you through our partnership with Retail Wit, your one-stop shop for retail industry intelligence and news. Retailwit.com. It's retail right now. Jackie, kick us off, would you? Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect to bring closed-loop attribution to streaming advertisers. Well, hello there, Fresh Boy listeners. Disney Advertising and Walmart Connect have solidified an agreement to bring the retailer's industry-leading audience solutions and measurement to Disney's addressable streaming inventory. The collaboration will enable enhanced audience targeting and outcome-based measurements for brand campaigns across Disney's streaming portfolio, including Hulu and Disney+. Connecting Walmart's customer insights with Disney's proprietary audience graph will help advertisers reach their desired audiences and measure the impact of their campaigns through closed-loop attribution. Thanks, Jackie. Andrea, over to you. Hello, Fresh 4 listeners. NBC Universal and Instacart link up to bring retail media opportunities to TV. NBC Universal and Instacart are expanding their existing partnership to include a new retail media workstream that will enable Instacart's CPG advertisers to connect with consumers via NBC Universal's streaming and linear television content. In late 2023, the companies teamed up to include access to NBC Universal's streaming platform Peacock as part of the Instacart Plus membership package. Now, with this new first-party data collaboration, advertisers will be able to reach consumers through NBC Universal's content and measure the impact of their campaigns by leveraging ad exposure and purchase data from Instacart. Thank you, Andrea. Melissa, what do you have for us? Amazon has announced a new country that they're opening up. Amazon has announced that it will launch a new dedicated website for Ireland in 2025. Currently, most Irish customers use Amazon sites based in the UK or other European countries. The company said the Irish site will mean that users will be able to avoid additional customs charges and currency conversion fees, and it will also lead to faster delivery and returns for many items. All right, over to you, Peter. Welcome to another episode of the CPG Guys podcast. Our hosts, Sri Rajkapalan, Peter V.S. Bond, and Brian Gildenberg, explore how brands and retailers engage consumers in an increasingly digitally driven world. And now, here are the CPG Guys. Hello and welcome to the CPG Guys podcast. I'm PVSB, and when I'm not co-hosting this podcast along with my partner, Shree and Brian. I serve as the Partnership Acceleration Lead at Flywheel Digital, the leading managed services company that helps brands grow their e-commerce business. Along today for the conversation is my fellow co-founder of the CPG Guys. Please listen to his recording artist daughter, Rhea Raj. Her music can be found at riaraj.com. There will be a hyperlink in the liner notes of this episode. He joins me today from the flood and earthquake epicenter of the world, better known as Los Angeles. Let me welcome my podcasting ride or die sidekick. He's the man known as 
Shri, Shri, how you doing? Waterlogged, uh, roof falling in, lions and tigers and bears, oh my. What's going on, brother? You didn't see any elephants this week. All rhinos. When I start seeing rhinos on the streets, we got a problem. Hurricanes, earthquakes, meth. I had lunch at a food truck this week called the Blind Rhinos. That's about the only rhino I've seen all week, Shri. But good to have you. You know, as we speak of this, I am uh, heading off on Sunday up to Boston. I'm catching a game at Fenway Park with uh, our third CPG guy, Brian Gildenberg. We're going to see the Dodgers triumph over the Red Sox. I know you're going to be on my side of the cheering group for that particular event, no doubt, right? No debate there. Made the Dodgers win. Let's make it official. There we go. All right. Well, before we get to our guest, uh, I want to remind everyone to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. Uh, And particularly if you use Apple or Spotify, please open up the app and give us a rating. Uh, we, We ask you that because it really helps feed the algorithm and makes our podcast more findable to people. Um, and while you're there, leave a review so we know what you think about our podcast and we can we can improve it because feedback is what we're all about. We really want to express how honored we are to be rated the number one, the number one, Shree, CBG podcast for two years running, at least according to Feedspot, one of the leading podcast ranking authorities. Uh, and recently, Chartable rated us in, they have broader categories, but we were actually in the top 50 marketing podcasts in the United States. So that's a really big one for us as well. Um, and But in addition to us being at the top of Feedspot's list, our sister cast, CPG Scoop, CPG Guys Fast Forward with our own Brian Gildenberg and the FMCG Guys, well, they're in the top 30. So uh, we've got a lot of content. Uh, and of course, Shri, you know how honored we are to be formal sponsors of Next Up, formerly Network Executive Women, whose mission it is to advance all women in business. Shri sits on the actual board of advisors there. Uh, Shri uh, was recently speaking at Next Up's Executive Forum in Austin, Texas, and all three of the CPG guys will be in Chicago for Next Up Summit in September. So we're really excited that, about that particular event. It is, uh, it's a favorite cause for us, and uh, we think it's worthwhile. Um, links to our podcast, our sister cast, our landing page on Next Up. You can find all of those in the digital liner notes of this episode. So let's get to our guest. Uh, I met her over a decade ago when I joined Dunhumby, the customer data science division of Tesco. At the time, Dunhumby was operating a joint venture in partnership with Kroger. She recently graduated at that point from the University of Notre Dame Mendoza School of Business, not to be confused with the Mendoza line, which batters below 200 and their batting average often find themselves. So we always bring it back to baseball. Um, Her career would take her from Cincinnati to Chicago, back to Cincinnati, uh, as Dunhumby USA transformed into what is now known as 8451. Uh, Then on to the artist formerly known as IRI, now Circana, before she and I would be reunited. Reunited. Sorry, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, At Spins, uh, where she served as a VP of Marketing and Commercial Strategy before returning to 8451, back and forth and back and forth, Uh, leading a team within uh, the group known as Kroger Precision Marketing, the retail media division of of Kroger. Uh, I was actually recently on vacation with my family, and uh, I ran into Molly at the Cincinnati Zoo. She was taking her son there. It was the summer and had the day off. Um, She informed me that she had uh, just made an announcement that, uh, at least, well, it wasn't 
formal yet outwardly, but she told me she'd be joining Dollar General Media Network as a head of ad sales. I'm like, wow, I should probably have her on the podcast to talk about it. There she is. Uh, and I would be remiss if I did not mention my very instrumental role in a momentous event in her life the day she got engaged to her husband, Chris, because he came up to me and he said, listen, we're going this weekend to Chicago. I'm going to propose to her at Girl and the Goat. You're her boss. You have to push her out of the door by two o'clock because if she doesn't go in, she is remiss in always doing this. She will not be there in time for the whole evening to go as planned. So I started harassing Molly around 11 o'clock and she was like, why are you pestering me to get out of the office? Like, go, 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 go. And then on Monday when she saw me, she's like, okay, now I know. Thank you. Thank you. I did not know this. I know. She'd still, she'd still be single. She'd still be on the market. You mentioned this to me two years ago. I didn't connect the dots. Do we have to talk retail media today? There's like so much we could unpack around that topic. Let's just talk about her love life. This is awesome. Uh, please join uh, Shreen Mina. Welcome to the podcast. My dear, dear friend, Molly Jelm. Hey, Molly. How are you? Hi, Peter. Hi, Shree. Good. Thank you so much for having me. I um, realized I should have prepared for this by uh, looking up the red scores before I came up. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to talk baseball. And then I, of course, was also prepared for the engagement story because uh, it's such a big part of, of our history, Peter. Um, as I was thinking about that story, I realized that I also was there at that pivotal time in your life because I was recalling that you got engaged to Zara during the time frame when we knew each other. I did. And then I had an opportunity to see a picture of the ring and see the stories after, or see the pictures after you guys got engaged in New York. Uh, so, so fun. Thank God for Kroger and Fred Meyer Jewelers. And, <laughs> and that's where I got the ring with my, with my double discount. It was awesome. It, yeah, we're both beneficiary. You and Zara beneficiary. I'm feeling left out now in this book. Sorry, Shri, you can leave. We, we, Molly and I have got this covered. I feel like we missed out on somebody here. Listen, we, we can go on and on about these stories, but uh, Shri and I really appreciate you making the time to speak with us. Um, Molly, I know you're really early on in your journey at, at DG Media Network, um, but before we get to the question Shri and I have prepared, why don't you provide our audience with an overview of Dollar General, specifically the DG Media Network, and what your role is there? Yeah, happy to. Um, I am. I'll start. I'll start by saying I'm seven weeks in. This is the end of my seventh week. So, so much still that I'm learning and digging into. But um, DGMN is Dollar General's retail media network. Um, we leverage the customer data that we have um, to provide brands the opportunity to connect with our customer. Um, and on the back end, we close the loop with measurements so that they have the information that they need at their fingertips to optimize their investments. Uh, in real time and on the back end to understand the impact of their investment on uh, incremental sales uh, at retail. Um, we were uh, were founded in 2018 and at the time we launched with Quotient um, as our as our partner to help get us off the ground. And then we spent the past two years uh, in a period of transition as we slowly uh, move off of Quotient as our digital media partner um, and and go go it alone. And I, uh, I came on to lead ad sales for DGMN. Uh, I am joined, I, I co-lead this team with uh, our head of operations, Charlene Charles, um, and uh, lead a sales org focused on all of our strategic CPG partners um, and our non-endemic as well. 
Thanks for that, Molly. Uh, we're going to include in the digital liner notes of this episode links to your LinkedIn profile, DG's LinkedIn page, and of course, DG Media Network's website so that our listeners can multitask. They very much like to do this because more than 90% of them will listen to this episode on their mobile phone, and that'll allow them to learn a little bit more about you, peruse through uh, DG Media Network's offerings uh, as we are having this charming conversation, no doubt. Uh, so let's get to the questions, okay? The hard-hitting questions. Here's the first one. Yeah. Bring out the spotlight, Molly. <laughs> the focus is all on you. All right. Uh, seriously, though, I started uh, my introduction to you by uh, detailing your career journey. From your perspective, you know, what are some of the pivotal roles that you think most helped you prepare for where you are now in terms of leading an ad sales uh, team in retail media at Dollar General? I mean, there's been so much change um, in the past. 13 years of this industry. And I just feel I feel so lucky to have been able to um, spend the majority of that time in the world of retail big data. Um, it's a, a field that when I got my marketing degree from Notre Dame, um, wasn't really on the radar. It uh, I, That degree really prepped us for mad men style agency work for brand management, for market research. Um, and Dunhumby came to recruit uh, at Notre Dame and they gave a presentation uh, that just talked about the fact that the consumer is telling brands what they want by voting with their dollar with every purchase they make, uh, that you don't need to ask them what they want, uh, that you can just give them what they want um, based off of the data. And I fell in love with that. I was so enamored of it that I moved um, sight unseen to Cincinnati from Minneapolis. Um, and I do think it was that first role that really felt fed and fueled my my fire. Um, it was that opportunity fresh out of college to sit at tables with the world's largest CPGs and as a young person and as a woman um, to have a voice and a perspective because I had the data on their customer. And I just found that incredibly powerful. Um, as a result, I fell in love with retail data. I, I fell in love with the world of brands and fell in love with putting the customer at the center of strategy. From there, uh, roles with 8451 and with IRI uh, around, you know, 2017, 2014 to 2017, um, just the opportunity to be on the front lines of the industry as the industry was trying to figure out purchase-based targeting and how to connect the dots between somebody's online or somebody's in-store purchase and their online persona to reach them and then close the loop. That was a baptism by fire. We had... Um, no idea what we were doing. We were very much figuring it out as we were going. Um, and we were working with partners that were keen to figure it out. Um, I remember that time, again, it's just a baptism by fire. I remember going to a meeting at, um, at a CPG and um, coming to my manager afterwards with tears in my eyes and just feeling like, you know, wow, I barely understood a word in that meeting. DSP, SSP, PII. Um, but I just kept showing up. I just kept asking questions. And I'm so grateful coming out of those formative years in media and what would become retail media with how accustomed I got to being uncomfortable and not being afraid to ask those questions. Um, those are really about this sector and this field. Those roles uh, really set me up for a lifetime love of, of this field. But um, from there, my roles in marketing for spins, which you mentioned, um, my most recent role leading a sales org at Kroger Precision Marketing, 
those roles really taught me how to lead, how to build um, high-performing teams, how to enable those teams, how to help them hit outcomes. Um, looking back, every step was a building block to where I am now, but in the moment, um, it, it all happens very organically. Molly, what a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for making time and coming here on the show to tell us all about DGMN's capabilities. So, of course, we've said you are now one of the pioneers in the retail media platforms. So you were leading a team at one of the most established ones in the nation, and you decided to make a big switch from one to the other, right? What specifically drew you to the opportunity of DD, DG Media Network versus the one you were at, which is very mature? Uh, and this was a question Peter asked me at the zoo as well, so I'm happy to answer it here. I spent so much of my career in and around the grocery ecosystem, and so when this opportunity presented itself, uh, I thought I'd at least consider it and see what Chad Fox, uh, Dollar General CMO, had to say. Uh, and what I learned in the course of our many conversations absolutely blew my mind. Uh, living in a metropolitan area, having worked in grocery for so long, I really had almost no awareness of the size of Dollar General, um, its mission or the role it plays in bringing products and food to the nations underserved. We're in 47 states right now. We'll be in 48 in the next month. And our growth is, is unprecedented. We've grown by about a thousand stores every year for the past decade. Uh, in addition to that, we're situated so uniquely in this ecosystem. We are situated to serve rural America. Um, 80% of our stores are in markets of less than 20,000, where other retailers can't or won't go. Uh, and many have tried and have not been able to be successful there just with their distribution models. Um, so it was it was definitely that size of feeling like, oh, my goodness, I had no idea the the um, breadth of, of Dollar General as a retailer. It was its mission, which I heard in every conversation I had, which is to serve America's rural population. Um, and then when it came to the media element, I, I was just really compelled by some of the moves I was seeing in the trades. Um, I saw um you know, their market-leading announcement earlier this year uh, of Meta with IRO as measurement, um, with YouTube with IRO as measurement, and then self-service with the trade desk. And I was just curious how such an up-and-comer, you know, they'd been around since 2018, uh, working through another partner, now going it alone for the last, you know, this is year two for them, how um, such a nascent team was able to figure out what most of the industry uh, had not. Thank you, Molly. Uh, I live in a very rural area of Connecticut. We have a Dollar General about seven-minute drive from my house, and it is where I take my daughter to keep her occupied and do a bit of a treasure hunt. Uh, and uh, it, it's very much a component of, of our rural lifestyle, if you can believe that. But um, so obviously, in order to m make your offering compelling to an audience of CPG advertisers, you have to have scale. You have to have something fairly impressive. So why don't you start by dimensionalizing DG Media Network's audience reach and frequency, basically the underlying customer transaction asset that you use to be able to build audiences and target media? This was one of my number one questions, too, as I was coming over. Uh, I think it's important to just further talk a little bit about you know how unique we are um, and and what we are and what we aren't so that we can talk a little bit about purchase frequency we can talk about the role we play in customers lives dollar general um, it's 
easy it's easy to maybe assume if you're not familiar with us that we're a dollar store, but we are not a dollar store, even though we have dollar in our name. We sell a more pared down assortment of all the national brands. Um, and increasingly, our stores are expanding their assortment to include produce. Um, in this way, we are we're kind of a small box discount retailer for Americans. This means we are the most convenient location for them to fulfill most of their grocery and gen merch needs, whether it's paper products, um, whether it's uh, frozen foods or refrigerated foods um, or center at store. So we play in this really unique role in connecting them to the brands that are uh, meaningful to them in a really convenient way, very close to their homes. Um, and as a result, we've got a high percentage of our shoppers that are in our stores weekly. Um, about 31% of them. Uh, the As we dimensionalize and segment our uh, shoppers, we consider the households we consider to be our loyals are those that are visiting us 35 weeks out of the year. So it's important, especially if we're talking about media and we're talking about measurement, it's important that we've got frequency. Um, where are we getting our data? Um, our customers have accounts that they create to get uh, to obtain digital coupons. They use their profiles across our site and our app, and then they use their phone number uh, at Till in the store to activate their their savings. We have a customer that is um, incredibly value-centric. Um, 44% of our shoppers use coupons, uh, just to bring that to life a little bit. Um, and we were just named this month the number one coupon app in the U.S., tied with CVS, uh, according to payments.com. Um, so we we are really providing our rural customer with uh, the value they seek in in uh, in digital coupons, and uh, that is the value exchange that's happening um, in exchange for their data. Now we do have a percentage of our transactions that are cash, which absolutely brings its challenges. Uh, we have been on a journey with our data that has ramped up significantly in the past two years as we've brought more in-house um, and we've had more visibility to that data. And it was important to me as I was coming in just to see this journey, how we've um, brought together a stable of best-in-class partners and hired data scientists from across the retail landscape, the consulting landscape, and other data companies uh, and brought them into our org to help us bring to bear the ID resolution um, solution that we have today. And having gone really deep in my first few weeks on the business, I'm, I'm very impressed with where we are. Which brings me to scale, which was the question that you asked. So all told, we have uh, over 130 million profiles. Um, and we at Dollar General talk about our 90 million reachable customers. Um, and the scale of that is incredible. That's the scale of Dollar General, I think. You know, Molly, I have to imagine that the couponing app is a is an incredible incentive for consumers to identify themselves at checkout, and that allows you to tokenize or trace, as you said, uh, the longitudinal purchasing behavior of your consumers that are using cash as their form of tender. So that that enriches the data and allows you to understand their longitudinal purchasing behavior, yes? Precisely. Yep, that's exactly right. So one um, interesting observation I have, Molly, is most media networks launch its platform first with on-site capabilities. That could be mobile app, could be the website, whatever it is, and then build in 
offsite capabilities. You have actually launched the platform with offsite capabilities, which is needless to say fundamentally different than what I just described as other retail media platforms. Tell us, tell our audience the why behind this. And then if I start thinking about the marketing funnel, if it's offsite, I think consideration, discovery is what my mind gears to. Is that true from what you offer up primarily? Um, our media business is very different from other RMNs, as you're pointing out. Uh, we started with offsite and everything but ecom. Um, where others built, you know, an alt-profit business based off of the fact that they were building, you know, a, a bigger on-site presence and trying to figure out uh, an e-com business. Uh, I love the origin story of DTMN, and I love to hear our CMO, Chad Fox, uh, tell it. Um, especially just the fact that we were born out of our own experience of marketing dollar general. And realizing that in optimizing for efficiency using standard targeting available in media, we were actually optimizing our own rural customers out of our media, um, especially as you're optimizing towards metropolitan areas, towards DMA in order to get those efficiencies. It was the realization that all marketers in optimizing for reach and efficiencies are opting out of messaging to the 30% of Americans that live in rural areas. Um, and the realization that if we can develop our own 1P data, it will be valuable not only for us and essential for us to be able to re reach the, the customers that matter most to us, um, but also to those advertisers. And so as a result today, um, with the 1P data that we have, we have um, our own uh, media offerings, email push notifications. We do have some on-site display as well and uh, PLA. Uh, but we also have everything off-site, everything programmatic, digital out-of-home, audio, display, social, CTV, video, you name it. When it comes to e-com, it's interesting. You know, it's important to keep in mind how small our formats tend to be and how easy it is for a shopper to park, run inside, and get what they need uh, at a Dollar General. They're also very value conscious, uh, which at least um, in, in, in my past as I've reviewed customer shopping behavior uh, for those that are value conscious, being in store and having the ability to, to, to check price points and compare is really important. So as Dollar General has evaluated pickup and other modalities in the past, and especially with the labor market that all of retail experienced post-COVID, we hadn't yet landed on that sweet spot for our customer that outweighed the convenience of just going into our store, which is so close to their home. That said, as so we look to the future and we look at our right to win, the best way to serve our customers and the partner landscape that exists today versus, you know, four or five years ago, there's absolutely e-com opportunity for DG. Let me remind our audience that Shri and I are speaking with Molly Jelm. She's head of ad sales at DG Media Network, the retail media arm of Dollar General. So, Molly, simple question. Probably a big answer. You talked about offsite. Offsite is upper funnel. So, how are you thinking about the opportunity for non endemic advertisers, advertisers who are selling products not through the DG retail stores? We are just at the tip of the iceberg right now. Um, and we're in scale mode since launching our partnership with the Trade Desk that makes our audiences available self service uh, to partners. 
Um, what that does is it opens up our audiences and allows advertisers to engage with them, connect with them, regardless of whether they're an endemic brand, a non-endemic brand. Um, and if you think about it, we've got such a distinct customer and reach that our audience, our audiences are a perfect fit for food chains, for you know, all sorts of non-endemic brands, farm equipment, you name it, who want to reach our rural audiences but might otherwise have trouble doing so beyond their own 1P data. Uh, so it's early days, but we, we've got a lot of traction there and we're scaling. Yeah, and I've got to imagine that, that that becomes more appealing as we see the demise in linear television, in print media. Those are both mechanics that are making a lot of these traditional audiences unreachable. And yet they're still shopping your physical stores. They're still buying. You can learn a lot from them and you can use your, uh, your platform on-site, off-site, off-site in particular to still reach them with relevant messaging that, that can reach, uh, shoppers based upon their purchasing behavior. Absolutely. Well, that was the non-endemics, but DG Media Network recently announced that you're making it easy, incredibly easy for brands, agencies, and all the non-endemics that you just described with DG shoppers as you evolve your portfolio. With uh, self-serve social Google, can you take us to the details of this? Yeah, happy to. I'm this. I'm super compelled about this as our next stage of growth. Uh, if you look at the moves that we're making, we are moving away from DGMN as solely a shopper marketing lever and making it seamless, uh, making us a seamless partner for brands and national teams, providing them with what we're calling our unduplicated reach, our unprecedented access, meaning all the different ways that they can connect with our shopper across the ecosystem and undeniable results. A big part of that was for us, as I was coming in, just removing some of the legacy mandatory co-branding guidelines that we had uh, in place on our media, which is the use of the Dollar General logo on our creative. Uh, and the second part of that is really launching this self-serve partnership with the Trade Desk, uh, as I mentioned, allowing our partners to access our reach within their own seat in the trade desk, not within a private marketplace. Um, I've, I'm also thrilled about our meta partnership, our YouTube partnership, both of which launched this year and have iROAS measurement uh, based on the Dollar General shopping data to help marketers make more informed decisions. These are the levers, programmatic, social, um, video that are important to brands, and measurement is table stakes. Uh, I've even seen some of our advertiser partners taking stances that they won't engage in meta or other social platforms unless IROAS is offered. And so Dollar General has been really well uh, positioned there. And then um, my one of my observations as I've come into DGMN is just that DG is a cruise ship that moves like a speedboat, to use an analogy that one of my advertiser partners used in my first uh, first few weeks. Um, I, I fully agree with that statement, and I have been thrilled to see us behind the scenes continu continuing to move nimbly to make market-leading partnerships that will help make us a preferred testing partner for brands. Uh, we've got an amazing, I mentioned her before, but an amazing head of operations in Charlene Charles. She came from Roundell. She's just a brilliant mind, and she's built a team that moves with speed. Um, it's funny you mentioned that from Roundell. I can see many retail media platforms around 
this country that are led by people who all have that common background, kind of like you and me, Molly. Uh, I joke about this. If we did a 23andMe test, we'd probably find a little bit of Edwina Hun, Dunn and uh, Clive Humby in our, in, our, in our common lineage. I know it's a bit of a joke, but anyone who's been through Dunn Humby, you, you, you almost have that DNA built into you. Um, if, if retail. Kind of a creepy analogy, Peter, but I'll. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I love to skirt the line, Molly. I, I certainly do that. Uh, if retail media is our favorite topic here on the CPG guys, increasingly our favorite KPI is around performance measurement, right? Uh, it's very important for advertisers because, you know, as I start listening to, um, publicly traded companies in particular make their financial announcements appear in front of investor presentations, the topic of retail media in the last year in particular, it really has started to surface into the lexicon of what they're talking to about analysts. There's a reason for that, right? Because 10 years ago, when we were doing what would I call the first generation of retail media with, with loyal customer mailer, you know, that was a decision that was often uh, the budget was controlled by the local shopper marketing manager. It's moved up to the VP of marketing, the CMO, and now it's actually in many cases so big that it is at on the table of the board of directors. And so to that end, they got to justify these big shifts in budget from these traditional mechanisms that we talked about earlier that aren't really working. So, um, you know, what are you making specifically available to your advertisers that's going to help them lean into your offer offerings, justify the budgets so that so that they can do more than just reallocate trade funds that are already currently being deployed for other types of sales driving activities that you can actually access some of those brand building budgets that are obviously very desirable to you but where you can really help showcase the capabilities of your offerings. We, you know, we had the luxury of entering luxury, I guess. Yeah. The luxury of entering the retail media space uh, as, as not a first mover in this space. And so the opportunity to know what was absolutely essential to our partners as we were building this out, um, it is great as an asset to us. And one of those things is measurement. Um, so we have intentionally, with every partnership that we've launched, um, with every new tactic or capability that we've launched, we've had measurement at the forefront of our minds as we've launched them. And so as a result, everything uh, within our portfolio uh, has real-time measurement dashboards, whether it's managed or self-serve media. Um, we provide real-time measurement back to sales um, that uh, allows our marketers to optimize their investment or um, make asks to optimize their investment if it's managed. Um, and then we also, on the back end of a campaign, produce our own IROAS and AROAS reporting, um, which is hugely important. That incrementality is, is hugely important to our advertisers to be able to prove out the impact of their investment back internally. Um, and of course, uh, it's it's challenging to trust when folks are gr are grading their own homework, and so we allow three P tagging for third party measurement on our self serve platform. Um, we have easy exporting to enable MMMs um, for those that want to include us in their MMMs. 
Uh, all in all, measurement is a huge pillar for us that we're proud to offer across our portfolio, and we'll continue to have it at the forefront of everything that we're doing because we know how important it is for our advertisers. Awesome. Thank you so much for discussing measurement because it's important for brands. Uh, the last question here on the CPG, guys, is always something we call fast forward, and that is, if you look forward, what do you see as the innovation for DGMN and the growth areas that keeps you excited here? And what's the next wave for digital advertising? I th when it comes to DGMN, there's so much. There's so much that we we have directly ahead of us. I mentioned earlier, I'm excited to see what we might do in in the space of e-com and how we might meet meet the needs of our customer when it comes to the convenience that those modalities can provide and do it in the right way for our shopper. I'm, I'm really interested to lean in to help solve that. Um, when it comes to what I'm excited to see in this industry, um, I think our opportunities are clear. Uh, as new channels emerge, we we all retail media will continue to um, look for ways to expand our reach anywhere that has our customers' attention. And so Envision, that will continue to guide DGMN's um, partnerships that we look to create in the industry with new publishers, with new DSPs, uh, et cetera. Um, obviously, there's, there's a conversation right now about frequency and reach and managing those across a fragmented retail media landscape. Um, interested to see how we solve that collectively as an industry and give more visibility to where advertisers are getting unduplicated reach across their first-party data providers. Uh, if you look at some of the large established players, their data is fantastic, and they're mostly in the same markets, reaching the same shopper. Uh, it's really hard for advertisers to parse that out, even if they do have that hypothesis. So I'm interested to see what will come of that. Um, and then measurement. Uh, how we help our advertisers find a common standard for what is currently a non-standard approach to measurement across all RMNs is a topic that comes up in most forums when uh, advertisers and retail media networks come together. And then finally, like the thing that is most exciting for me in this industry and the role that I occupy with my team and engaging with advertisers is just what's going to happen organizationally. Uh, with our CPG partners, with their agents and how they leverage agents, um, just with the decades of old budget distinctions and delineations that exist and the disruption that RMNs are finding. I know you guys had um, Gregory from Wark on in a prior episode, and he was really digging in there. But um, I'm just interested as we continue to see this intersection of what are extremely rigorous dollar-for-dollar -dollar accountabilities that come with alignment to budgets that go roll up to sales and those intersections with the world of national marketing with media metrics and MMAs, MMMs. Um, it's nobody hasn't fully figured out yet, but those that are um, planning in an integrated fashion um, and those that are moving their orgs in that direction to facilitate this transition are the ones that are ahead of the curve. Um, all in all, I don't, I don't have the answers to those things. <laughs> Um, I'm living it and I'm solving for it with our partners in real time. Um, but just like at the beginning of my career, that's what continues to energize me and excite me. Thank you, Molly. That was a great summation. I want to remind our audience that please go to cpgguys.com. You can find all of our content. It's very 
easily organized. You can filter episodes based on topics like retail media or analytics. Uh, and you can find exactly what you're looking for. If you think you or your company uh, has some thought leadership to contribute to this ongoing community discussion we're doing on the podcast, drop us an email, contact at cpgguys.com. Maybe you can join us for a future episode of this podcast. And when you're on cpgguys.com or you're on your uh, Apple podcast or your Spotify, drop us a rating, uh, feed the algorithm, and give us a review. We want your feedback so that we make the content, we tailor the content to what you want to hear about. And we have really interesting guests like Molly on the podcast. Uh, and of course, to the uh, nearly 25,000 followers on LinkedIn, we are so grateful that you trust us to both entertain and educate you about this transformative omni-channel digital world we live in. Uh, it's really exciting. Shree and I love doing this. It is a passion. We love going to conferences. We're off to grocery shop in a couple of weeks. Can't wait to see so many of our our friends and family. It's going to be, it is very much like reunion weekend for us every year when we go to events like this. So such a terrific thing. And and please, if you see us there, um, stop stop us, say hello. We, we, we do want your feedback. Um, and we're very approachable. We don't bite. We promise. We're very nice. Um, Molly, want to thank you for taking the time out of your uh, busy schedule very early on in your time at Dollar General to tell us about the great things that are happening at uh, DG Media Network. We hope you'll come back for a future episode as you've got more developments because it seems like there's a lot more to come there. But thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys. It was an absolute pleasure. And congrats on the continued success of this platform. All right, Shri, the moment has come. You're going to uh, help summarize what you thought were some of the most salient points of what Molly shared with us today. And she, boy, did she, did she give us a lot to work with. So, Peter, right up top, when we started talking about the Cincinnati Zoo, I'm like, hello, we've got an awesome episode right there. And then I mentioned elephants, rhinos, etc. And then we went to engagements and engagement rings. This, this was going to be a fun episode. But all jokes apart, it's great to host a close friend of my partner here, Peter Bond. Um, you started your data in retail, big uh, with retail, big data. You talked about how it was early in your career as a woman to be in the forefront of it. 8451 kind of IRI. Um, you had the opportunity to, I, you eloquently said, to lead purchase-based targeting via personas, which yes, back in the days, Peter and I started our career on the data and insight side was indeed baptism by fire, but it created the fearlessness to ask questions, which is why you're sitting here across the table and discussing leadership with us off retail media networks. And that people leadership opportunity came at KPI at uh, spins, I would say primarily above, above and beyond everything else, and then flowed over through to KPM. DG itself, 47 states, soon to be 48. Congratulations. Average growth, 1,000 plus stores every single year for a decade plus now. So what a great network to be in. Love the mission. You know, serving rural America, the breadth of it. And that was the compelling reason why you moved there in the first place. And you love the words IROS, which um, is part of an important piece of measurement. And this role actually affords you the ability to do that. And not just IROS, but how about IROS for Meta and YouTube? Market leader right there. Uh, talked about your role now being the connecting center of store, center store to brands, where um, 
31% of your shoppers are in-store weekly for 35 weeks a year. That's a lot. And being able to manage to that and providing the, I would say, brands an opportunity to capitalize around that. And working with customers who are value-centric, 44% of them using coupons and you all being in the center of it. Congrats on being the number one app for coupons in the U.S. side. But CVS talked about the amount of profiles here involved, 130 million of which 90 million are reachable. The balance for the assume were the cash that you transactions that you talked about. Uh, we discussed your media business being very different because it's offsite, but it's born yeah. out of an experience um, of marketing dollar general, which I, I've never heard such a statement before, which is fantastic from any MN leader. All the main bases are covered in the ecosystem, social, audio, display, CTV, video, et cetera. And then moving away from DGMN being a shopper marketing only to a true partner for brands to deliver reach. The key word there being partner and reach. Talked about important changes that you've been able to make already. One such one was a self-serve capability with the trade desk and then nimbleness being at the center with market leading partnerships being established as required. Real-time measurement, important, another important one back in for sales. A, you are, you are one of the first to come on the show and address AROAS, so congratulations for that, which allows Nimble optimization in the first place. And then we wrapped it up at the end, what's next? You stressed the importance of standards in the metric side in the industry. Could not agree more. Hopefully, the IAB will have something to report out on that shortly for all of us to look forward to the CPG guys. We'll cover it when it happens. And uh, really uh, work in real time and your honesty in putting it out there that you're working real time, learning and building and here to serve brands and the DGM and shopper is required. How'd I do, Molly? That was fantastic. Thank you so much, Shri. Uh, you hit the nail on the head. Thank you. Shri, I'm a little surprised you, you didn't take the opportunity to make fun of my own couponing legacy from CVS and pointing out that Molly's caught up to me. It's something I'm used to. and watching her vault ahead, which uh, which I know should be. Your legacy isn't coupons. You know what I'm going to personally write on the tombstone? Oh, I know. It's, it has something to do with six feet. Yeah, yeah, my tombstone has to be at least six feet tall to fit the register receipt. Right down the but, uh, <laughs> but in any event, uh, Shri, thanks for that, that great summary. And as always, uh, really appreciate you coming with me on this journey. To our audience, you know, we explored recently, we've started moving into um, retailers. While we love retail media, we've worked with retailers that are kind of outside the traditional grocery and mass merchant. We've had on some department stores. We had on a convenience retailer. Uh, we are now into, uh, we're not going to call them dollar. We're going to call them value channel. And, uh, and, and having Molly on to do that has been terrific. So thank you for this, uh, for participating in this journey we're undergoing. And we look forward to speaking with you on the next episode of Wait for It, Wait for It, the CPG Guys podcast. The CPG Guys, like John Sterling, please. <laughs> thank you, Shree. Bye, everyone. Content in this podcast episode is provided for general informational purposes only. By listening to our episode, you understand that no information contained in this episode should be construed as advice from CPG Guys LLC or the individual author, hosts, or guests. 
nor is it intended to be a substitute for research on any subject matter. Reference to any specific product or entity does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation by CPG Guys LLC. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. The views expressed by CPG Guys LLC do not represent the views of their employers or the entity they represent. CPG Guys LLC expressly disclaims any and all liability or responsibility for any direct, indirect, incidental, special, consequential, or other damages arising out of any individual's use of, reference to, or inability to use this podcast or the information we present in this podcast.